Welcome to the Travel Media Lab podcast. I'm your host, Yulia Denisu, an award-winning travel photographer and writer, entrepreneur, community builder, and a firm believer that every one of us can go after the stories we've always wanted to tell with the right support, encouragement, and structure. I'm on a mission to help women's storytellers everywhere break into and thrive in the travel media space. If you're ready to ditch your fears to the side, grow your knowledge and confidence, and publish your travel stories, you're in the right place. Let's go. Today on the podcast, I'm sharing with you an update on my journey into the metaverse and the world of NFTs. I've been in the space for about two months now, and I've learned a lot in this time. So I thought I'd give you an update on how this journey is going for me. Now, I already promised you in the first NFT episode that this podcast is not going to turn into a podcast on NFTs. But as I was reflecting on what I've learned in the space in the past couple of months, I realized that a lot of my learnings relate back to the time when I was first starting out as a travel photographer and writer. So in that sense, my hope is that with today's episode, it will be relevant to your own journey in the travel media space as well. All right, let's begin today's episode on the update of my journey into the NFT space. So the first thing I want to discuss today is what I've learned about the ecosystem of the NFT photography and art um, universe. So first of all, there are sort of two major players in the space. There are more people that are participating in the space indirectly, but uh, for the most part, there are two major players in the space. There are the collectors, people who collect the art, the photography, and there are the artists, people who supply the art and the photography. And who are these people, right? So who are the collectors? Let's start with the collectors. For the most part, uh, what I'm seeing so far is that there are sort of two big groups of collectors out there. There are people who have been collecting art in the real life, uh, which I will call, for ease of discussion, Web2 right now. And so these people learned about uh, Web3, the metaverse, and they sort of brought their interest of collecting art and supporting artists with them into this, uh, this space. And the second big group of collectors that I'm seeing is people who made money with crypto a couple of years ago, right? Several years ago when Bitcoin was starting out, Bitcoin and ETH. And these people are sitting on quite big amounts of coin. And so these people are investing now their coin into NFTs in order to make a profit on their investment. So, uh, and, and sometimes it's not as clear cut, those two groups. Sometimes those two groups blend, right? People can have different motivations. But these are sort of two big motive. Maybe that's a better way to describe it. It's motivations of people, right? The big, the first motivation is to support artists, photographers that they've already been doing in the Web two world, and the second motivation is to turn a profit on their investment by seeking out artists whose work is perhaps undervalued right now or who are just at the beginning of their NFT journey with the idea that as these artists advance in the space that their work will be worth more as well. 
So that's collectors. And then on the artist side, of course, this ran the gamut of people like me who are two months uh, old in the space, who are excited about the possibility of it and what it means for artists. Um, It's photographers, it's visual artists, it's uh, 3D artists, just all kinds of different people who are creating things and putting them up for others to buy. Now, this marketplace, the NFT marketplace, it follows the laws of economic supply and demand. And right now, What I'm seeing is that there's a lot more supply than there is demand, meaning that there's a lot more artists creating work and putting work out there than there are collectors who are able to purchase every single individual piece of work that gets out there. And that is, of course, not good for us artists, right? Because it means that the marketplace is very crowded. Uh, There is more, more art than the market can support. And it's becoming hard. I'm not going to uh, sugarcoat it. It's becoming quite hard to stand out. And we'll talk about this on today's episode. There are a lot of incredible artists in this space. A lot, you guys. The, the, the amount of talent in this space is incredible. And it makes sense, actually, because the people who are entering the space right now are people who are, to use a, a financial term, bullish on themselves, right? They're bullish on their work, they're bullish on themselves, and they think that they have something special to offer. Uh, to enter this space at the moment because NFT space is still not mainstream, right? It's getting there and we're going to talk about it in a a bit, but it's still very early. Like the people who are in it right now are the early, early adopters who are bullish on themselves and their art. And that means that we are seeing just an incredible amount of talent. And I see that every day. And it's both um, a bit crazy because it means that it's harder for me to stand out. But it also means it's also inspiring, actually. I'm just I haven't uh, looked at as much incredible art and photography in the last maybe several years as I've I've looked at in the past uh, few months. And that's really inspiring for me as an artist. Now, what I mentioned earlier about how this marketplace right now, in this marketplace, there's a lot more supply than demand. I'm hearing that it was very different last year. So if you were in the space in 2021, you had a good year in the NFT space. And right now, uh, the situation has changed because this is a very fast moving space and things are changing very fast. So because of what I just described of the dynamics of the marketplace at the moment, what that means is that as artists who are entering the space we actually have to collect other people's art and we have to support other artists as well in order to make it work and to make the whole ecosystem sustainable So, and this was a big realization that I had several weeks ago when I realized that this is where we're going to get more of those collectors or add more groups to the collector pool. Because again, there is right now, there's more artists than there are collectors. So a lot of the artists are starting to collect pieces of other artists' work as well in order to make the whole ecosystem work. And what it also means is that Artists who are collecting work don't have as much available coin as do some of those bigger collectors that I talked about earlier that, you know, that got rich on Bitcoin and Ethereum several years ago. 
which means that they are not able to support artists who have higher prices in the space, which also means that a lot of the people are lowering their prices so that more of the sort of artist collectors can buy their work. Um, So if you're someone who is considering joining the space right now, you have to realize that you probably need to start collecting NFTs in in addition to creating NFTs for sale. And that's a really important thing for you to decide, I think, if, if that's something that you're ready to do or not. I've actually already collected two NFTs. I collected my second NFTs yesterday, actually, and I haven't had a sale of my own work yet. But why am I doing this? I'm doing this because it's an important part of participating in this community because it signals to the NFT community that A, I'm serious about this space and B, that I want to support the community in the long term. Which actually brings me to the next topic I want to discuss, which is my understanding and my learnings on what it takes to succeed in the NFT space right now at the beginning of 2022. So one of the biggest realizations I had uh, recently is that no matter who you were in the Web2 world, in the real life, let's say, you are going to have to start from scratch in the metaverse, in the Web3 world. Um, You know, I thought perhaps naively that I would come in to this space as this established travel photographer and writer with all these accolades and all these things under my belt and that it would just be enough for me to come in, create my NFTs, list them for sale on any of the available marketplaces and the magic of the Web3 world will just do the rest. Okay, I was very, very, very wrong. I was very wrong. I learned that I have to earn my spot, my place in the space. And what it means is that you actually are going to need to commit a lot of time and a lot of efforts to earning your spot in the space. It's not enough just to come in, mint your NFT, put it up for sale and sort of relax and and, and wait for the sale to come in. You're going to have to work for that sale a lot. Some of the people I see in the space who are successful are hosting spaces. So these discussions, this audio discussions on Twitter, they're hosting them what it looks like 24-7. Every single day they're on Twitter, they're hosting discussions, they're networking with people, they're building connections, they're supporting others in the space. They're not even so much promoting or sharing their own work, but they're just showing up, right? They're on Twitter all the time, every single day. And these are the people that I see uh, being the most successful right now. So what it takes to succeed in the space at the moment, what I see is that there are sort of three things. First, participating in those community discussions by showing up in Twitter spaces. And it's not going to be enough to show up, let's say, once a week. No, you're probably going to have to show your face on Twitter or show your voice, I guess, on Twitter every single day. It's a huge commitment. You're going to have to support others in the community by sharing their work, uh, using your own platform on Twitter by showcasing other people's work. And also, importantly, taking on a leadership role 
inside the community by either hosting uh, these audio discussions, these spaces on Twitter yourself, or helping uh, the community in, in many other ways, like onboarding new people into the NFT space, holding uh, Ask Me Anything uh, discussions, profiling other people's work. You know, there's many, many different ways in which you can help out the community. And this is actually one of the best ways for collectors to notice you. Because the marketplace is very saturated with artists at the moment, like I was uh, discussing earlier, it is really hard for artists to get noticed by collectors. And sure, you know, uh, there are things like Twitter threads. You know, from time to time, collectors post these threads on Twitter where they say, you know, share your work with me and I will select one or two that I will buy. But every collector so far that I've seen issue threads like that, they get overrun by hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of submissions of work. So of course, they're not going to be able, again, because the marketplace is uneven, more supply than dem demand, they will not be able to buy every single piece of art that is being shared with them in that Twitter thread. So unless artists are doing some combination of the steps above, so participating in Twitter discussions, showing up on spaces regularly, supporting others in the community by sharing their work and taking some sort of a leadership role, unless you're doing any of these things, the collectors are probably not going to notice you. And one of the biggest reasons why doing these things will help uh, collectors notice you is because some of the people in this space, uh, like we're all in different journeys or different stages of this journey in the NFT space. So some people have been in it for a couple of months. Some people have been in it for six months, for a year. And some people have already built some of those connections. They have sold their work to collectors. Collectors trust them. And so as a newcomer in the space, when you're starting to get engaged with the community and again, showing up or even leading your own discussions on Twitter, some of these people are going to come in and notice you and support you and, you know, get to know you, get to know your work. And then a lot of times these sort of OG, let's call them OG people in the space, they are the ones who then tell collectors that they know, hey, check out this newcomer's work. I think you, you should collect them right now. I think their work is going to go a long way. So it's a good investment for you. So the more people like that, you know, the better, the higher chance it is for you to eventually get linked to a collector or several collectors who will be interested in your work. Okay. The other thing that I wanted to discuss is that this journey has exposed to me my own vulnerability. It's actually quite vulnerable to be an NFT artist right now. And in a lot of ways, it feels like it's the early days for me of becoming a travel journalist. I remember those days when I pitched and pitched and pitched and heard nothing back and I questioned so much uh, my worth, you know, my work and whether or not I was on the right path. And I thought already that I was quite far ahead on this journey of overcoming imposter syndrome and knowing finally deeply in my bones that yes, my work is good enough. Yes, I'm worth it. Yes, I'm on the right path. But entering the NFT space has exposed some of those old fears that I used to have where, you know, in the NFT space right now, I put my work out there and nobody bites and nobody bites and it's hard it's hard you guys it's the same sort of feeling that we get when we pitch 
those publications and we don't hear back. You know, it's really hard. So what I'm doing right now is I keep reminding myself the same principles upon which this whole podcast and everything that we're doing with the Travel Media Lab is based upon. Showing up consistently, having perseverance and commitment to this path, and surrounding yourself with community of like-minded people that can support you through those darker moments. So the principles are not changing. It's the same principles, right? They're the same for any kind of endeavor that you want to take on and succeed at, right? Whether you're trying to break into travel media and start getting published and start getting your work noticed there, or whether you're trying to get noticed in the NFT space and make your first sale there. It's the same principle. So (laughs) I have to keep reminding myself and hopefully um, by sharing these thoughts with with you, it's it will be a good reminder for you as well. Wh- whatever journey you're on right now with your creative projects, hopefully uh, this reminder will be useful and timely for you that we have to show up consistently. We have to start from scratch. We have to start somewhere. We have to have commitment to this path and perseverance through all the difficulties. And we have to have a community of people who can support us on the way. You know, one of the things that happened to me recently is that I applied applied to another marketplace uh, or let's say a platform uh, that sells NFTs and it's an exclusive platform, meaning you have to apply to get selected. OpenSea, which is the largest marketplace of NFTs, you don't have to apply there. You can just create an account and start creating your NFTs. But this platform called Sloika, it's exclusive. You have to file an application. So I applied and I didn't get in. They just announced that they reviewed all the applications from this month. And if you haven't been contacted, then feel free to apply again in the future. So I thought my application was great. I applied with with a collection of photography that I thought was extremely strong and great, but I didn't get in. And there is no feedback on why they didn't select my work. I thought it was great. And I see them profile and publish similar work to mine every single day on their platform. So it was strange that I didn't, you know, that I didn't hear from them. And like I said, I realized that it's a very similar feeling to the one we get when we pitch a publication and never, ever, ever hear back. So guess what I'm going to do with this whole Sloika situation? I'm actually going to apply to them again in the next round because they look at applications every single month. So perseverance, you guys, showing up consistently. I'm going to keep applying to them every single month until they take my work. So uh, maybe there will be an update in six months where I can tell you that I, I finally got into Sloika. Let's hope. So this is my update. Two months in, in this journey into NFTs and... What I've also learned is that it's a lot of work. (laughs) It's a lot of work, you guys. Uh, So be ready to commit some serious time and resources to establishing yourself in the Web3 world. And to be honest, now that I look back at it, I'm just so surprised that I even thought anything otherwise. I'm surprised that I thought, again, that I can come in as this established photographer and just hit the ground running because the truth is that everywhere we go, if it's a new thing that we're starting, no matter how established we are, unless you are, I don't know, Madonna maybe, (laughs) or somebody, you know, a celebrity, perhaps. A celebrity will be noticed anywhere they go. But for the rest of us, I think that if we're entering into a new space, 
we're going to have to start from scratch, no matter how established or how great we already are. So that was a huge learning for me in the past couple of months. But even given what I've shared with you about the imbalance imbalance of supply and demand at the moment and the amount of effort it requires to get your work seen, here is my verdict. The verdict is in. I am still in the space and I'm going to be in it. I'm going to stay in it and I'm going to stay in it for the long run. And here's why. I truly, truly believe in the long-term potential of the metaverse of Web3 and of NFTs. Big brands like Instagram, Instagram just announced at South by Southwest that they're going to enter NFTs. So big brands like Instagram, like Coca-Cola, like McDonald's are already entering this space. And when big brands are entering, you know that they see potential in it and they are going to onboard a whole lot of people into the space. A year from now, you will hear a lot more conversations around NFTs in the mainstream everything, basically. I mean, NFTs were already a topic of discussion at Super Bowl. Artists like Madonna, I'm mentioning Madonna twice already on this podcast today. Madonna and Snoop Dogg, for example, are on it as well. And as this marketplace becomes more and more mainstream, which I have no doubt that it will, The artists that are going to be in here early will benefit the most, will benefit the most because we have, by that point, we have already established ourselves in the space, right? We're doing the legwork of establishing ourselves right now. And by the time the NFT space becomes mainstream we, and, and a lot more people will enter it, we will, be, we will be benefiting from it. And I think it's similar to what happened with Instagram in its early days. If you remember, a lot of the people who were on Instagram early, which by the way, I was not, I entered Instagram a couple of years late and to where I should have entered it. But the people who were there early and who were establishing themselves there early on, they really benefited from it, right? They grew their communities extremely. They were sort of those first Instagrammers, right? They, they, got, they got a lot of benefit from it. And the people who entered once uh, Instagram became main- mainstream, they didn't benefit from it as much. So yes, this is, this is it for me. This is my update. I am very excited about being in this space. And by the way, I'm also very excited about sharing my work in a new way. Uh, This is something that cannot be forgotten in this discussion. I am genuinely so excited about sharing my work in this very new way. I just launched, for example, a collection on OpenSea, the largest marketplace in the NFT world, that explores the relationship between movement and stillness. And I will link to it in the show notes so you guys can check out that collection. I put a lot of work and a lot of thoughts and you know extreme care into curating that collection, creating a cohesive story with that collection. And it made me think a lot about my work in general and about what I want to say with my work. And as an artist, that is incredibly exciting to me. So that's one more reason why I I am excited about the NFT space and I will stay in it. So here's my updates. And I hope again, it was useful to you. And if you are considering entering the NFT space, uh, don't be afraid to reach out to me, ask me your questions. I am more than happy to help you onboard into the space and to answer any questions that you may have. Thank you so much.
Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. I hope you enjoyed my update on NFTs. And if so, please consider leaving us a review so that more listeners could find our show. You know, I talk about this every single time. And I can't stress how important it is for us to get reviews of the podcast. It really does help us to get in front of more people who might enjoy our show. So if you liked something you heard today or in any other episodes of our show, please consider leaving us your review. It is really one of the best ways you can support our podcast. Thanks again. And I'll see you next week for a conversation with our very own community member, travel writer, Hannah Foster Rowe.